Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and Jay and Timbo. Tim, what's up, gentlemen? Man, you literally, we just talked about, are we going to call him Timbo or Tim? And you immediately screw it up. Well, I'm going to call him Tim, all cast, but like he goes by Timbo on the interweb. So I figured it would be appropriate to throw the alias out there the first time so that people yep. know who you are. Okay. You, you left someone out. I clearly brought Chewbacca with me. I don't know why we're not talking about that. Yeah, actually, I was meaning to ask about that. That's kind of amazing. Um, how'd you do that? <laughs> well it's real easy kyle instead of doing a picture background i just did a video one <laughs> i didn't and, even uh, know you could do a video background for what it's and worth and now chewy's right there so wow that's this must be uh this must be explored further um i apologize if i'm looking down a lot i'm actually painting as i'm talking this is this is a wiki that yeah, I think we're going to get to that in a little yeah. bit. Well, uh, couldn't even get his full attention this week. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I used to paint all the time on the cast. The difference is we didn't have a camera, so nobody knew. <laughs> when was the last time we didn't have a camera? I mean, it's been like, like, like two years. Yeah, it's been like two years, but. <laughs> all right. All right. Anyway, um, today we we're going to talk a lot about skirmish because tim just wrote a skirmish article and has uh was your skirmish tournament this past weekend or is it next weekend upcoming okay um so you have a skirmish tournament that you're that you're prepping for been playing a lot of skirmish so we're gonna hit some of that um you do have the kashik wave in canada uh we, we do so we're gonna talk a little bit about that and uh we'll hit some we, we got socal open this weekend so we'll hit that briefly and then the same weekend is Invader League Elims, so we will also talk about that. But first, you got some housekeeping for us, Jay? Housekeeping! Yeah, I do. It's going to be real short this week, Kyle. <laughs> real short. <laughs> so, uh, talking about the Kashyyyk Wave in Canada, uh, I would like to talk to you about Patreon. The reason those two are connected was because last week-ish, or the week before, we did a live Q&A. And Mr. Tim joined us and actually showed off uh, the sprues and some of the minis and stuff from the Kashyyyk Wave uh, on our live Q&A. And that's the kind of content we give you on the Fifth Trooper uh, Patreon is behind the scenes look at our houses, at Timbo's sprues, and, you know, that sort of stuff. And so uh, if you like supporting uh, or listening to the podcast or reading the blog, you know, uh, Patreon helps pay for those. And that's that's how we do it. And you get all this extra special stuff for joining too. So Patreon, do it. Do it now. I know you're sitting there thinking, I'm going to do it, but I need you to log in right now, go over to Patreon and sign up. You could do it for as little as a dollar a month. It's crazy. Just do Jay's, it. Jay's clearly trying to keep this as short as possible. Um, <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, the other thing we got going on um, is we've got Stormtide, right? And so a couple What's things. What's that, are, Mike? Stormtide. It is a unofficial uh, Legion narrative campaign um, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. we here at the Fifth Trooper uh, develop and, and send out. And so we are in uh, month three um, of this campaign. And month three boxes are going out. 
like literally as as we're recording this slash already have to some extent and what that means for all you wonderful people out there is that uh the international shipments have also shipped this month so all you awesome international uh friends have uh basically gotten the first three boxes are out the door um and so you should be getting them yeah you guys have been waiting for so long and we really appreciate that uh and so that's what we appreciate about you and so we're gonna send that out very soon uh actually by the time you guys hear this it'll already be out yeah yeah for sure um if if it hasn't some some of it's already gone out and whatever hasn't gone out yet will have gone out by the time this is live so um really excited about that we've got some awesome stuff uh in next month that's uh we're really excited to talk about as well as we we had some add-ons um that are spoilerific uh yeah go up on the website so i'm not going to talk a ton about it but um we wanted to but kyle told us we had to keep it short this time so (laughs) sorry guys we wanted to tell you about all the cool stuff but kyle said we weren't allowed to so here we are blame kyle he he killed (laughs) killed the fun Um, you know you could probably tune into after dark uh, if you want to support our Patreon to hear that, right? We mm-hmm. definitely talk about Stormtide all the time. And, and yep. I guess to replug Patreon, since Kyle brought it up, uh, that is a great place to get Stormtide info if uh, yeah. you know, you're into that sort of thing. We uh, we plugged it a ton on the last one. Yeah, um, get away from the heavy hands of Kyle Dornboss and <laughs> keeping us restricted to time on this. <laughs> um, so uh, with that being said, Tim, uh, where where can people find you? Uh, well, as probably people know, I do write for the Fifth Trooper blog, so I have <laughs> many, or at this point, a fair few number of articles up there. Um, and then I also um, you on Twitch. I haven't streamed since Last Invader, but as single ends are coming up, I'm probably going to get back into doing some streaming, and probably over the Christmas holidays or winter holidays, maybe get some more streaming in, and that is at Timbo8700 on Twitch. So come hang out, have fun. Well, gee, I might just do that. Come over and have some fun, Tim, if that's what you're promising. Well, I don't know if you'll have fun, but I sure will. Oh, well, no, I'm not going to (laughs) come. Well, judging by your track record of how much you love Invader League, Jay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that streams for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Probably. Speaking of Invader League, uh, oh. <laughs> this is going to be a really long section. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, Invader League starts this weekend. Um, Are we kicking into the news without doing, since we skipped housekeeping drop, we're going to skip the news drop too? Yeah. We're, we're trying to keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And news drop space. Go. Welcome to In the News. All right. Um, what a mess. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> Tim, it's, it's pretty much always like this. Yeah. I. As soon as your voices started talking, I'm like, oh, it's time to go like get some models out or uh, <laughs> go uh, find something else to do while I'm listening. Yeah. Busy time, yeah. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> tell us all about Invader League. I'm dying uh, to hear about it. All right, so it starts on the 23rd. Um, the uh, Kashyyyk Wave is in the mod, so we will be playing with all the Wookiees and the 
and the spider droids and the magna guards and the whatever else is in that wave flowcraft snail, snail tank isp it's a lot of things yoda uh, uh super tax is that it that is a lot of things did you say new wookies i don't know I did say Wookiees, which is really like like two different units, three different units, because yeah. you have the Gar normal Wookiees, then you have the shooty Wookiees for both Gar and Rebels, and then you have the Wookiee Chieftain and Chewbacca. So it's really four units of Wookiees. <laughs> and the Fluttercraft. And the Fluttercraft, yeah. which is, yes, a support unit, but piloted by Wookiees. So that's five Wookiee units, uh, plus a heavy for Republic <laughs> and Yoda. And then, yeah, obviously, we're separate, just getting a lot of stuff too. So that's all going to be legal for elims. That also means the upgrades like burst of speed are going to be legal. Um, yet to be seen if, I, I guess, if the points drop in the next few days, those could also make it in. Yeah, um, I mean, we'll see, right? Like at this point, who knows? I mean, it seems a little bit like they're taking like a SoCal open approach. Like, you know, if they drop it at the hour, at zero hour, uh, they're, they're, they're still going to be in. Which, um, that sounds like. That sounds tough. It sounds like they're gonna get a lot of lists that are wrong <laughs> if that happens. Um, but we'll see. Uh, as it, as it was, uh, you know, we had to make quite a few corrections and stuff to like round robin lists in a normal mm. list drop situation. So we'll see. Um, it'd be nice if we're gonna get them if we just get them like, you know. Uh, we record this on Monday, so tomorrow, Tuesday, and then. Jeez. Yeah, I guess I have to have I have to come up with a list in like the next three days, huh? Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> Gee whiz! All right, I, I haven't even thought about it really. I, I have. I do. I'm gonna be real relaxed the next couple of days, just <laughs> taking my time, not thinking about lists. Must be nice. Um, yeah. I do have a November sixth tournament that's gonna be kind of competitive, so that'll be interesting. What are you what are you running? Do you know yet? I am between a couple things. Um, I think I'm gonna do it's it's gonna be double heavy. <laughs> uh, it's either gonna be double tank, double e-web, or I may pull out a double T47 list for it. So one of the two. Double T47. Yeah. Gonna go against my empire heritage and play rebels for one tournament. Yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> hey i have a long rebel track record for the record um but yes i am this is one of the things i'm currently working on this is a this is a second t47 um yeah that's what i'm bringing to socal unless we get a points update and that list is illegal before socal <laughs> which is possible um because it has all of the good basically it's a rebel like how many uh, silly rebel units can I cram into one list? It does not have a bus in it because um, mm. I can only take two heavies, but it is double T-47, three Wookiees, R2, and then like a bunch of naked rebel troopers and stuff. Lord. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare to go against. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Uh, sounds fabulous. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. It The, the, the one that I uh, posted is exactly 800 points. Because uh, apparently I'm bad at red player, so um, I need to practice. <laughs> I mean, it's a fact. I'm bad at red player. It's objectively true. So, um, yeah, I like it. Good for you. 
Yeah, we'll see. I got a lot to paint in the next days. <laughs> I mean, I've already got three colors on everything. So like at the end of the day, I could just throw it in a box and I'd be fine. But it'd be nice if it didn't look terrible. <laughs> yeah, isn't that always the way? You know, you're like, uh, I got three colors on here. Like legally, I can bring this. But you're like, but man, this just doesn't look good. I, I got to keep going. People are going to judge me. Yeah, I mean, technically, like, like this is a Wookiee right here. Like he's got three colors on him. Yeah. But you know, it's essentially like a base coat with the airbrush and then a wash. And that's all I've done so far. <laughs> so, <laughs> they look pretty awful. Um, we'll, see. we'll see how much I get done. Uh, I got a, I got a pack for my kids too, because I'm bringing them partially the way with me. So ambitious. That's yes. a lot. That's it a is. lot. Yeah. Um, but my wife gets a kid free weekend. So, well, that's the price to go to the tournament, I suppose. So yep. you paid it. And here we go. Yep. <laughs> Mike and Tim, you guys got any early Elon list thoughts? Uh, well, that you would I, be willing to share. <laughs> I mean, we could all really view a list and just get hammered. But uh, my my, I had to come up with. I get. I did all my skirmish list thinking too, because my skirmish tournament is on the same day as Elim starts. So I have now finished my skirmish preparation. But that was fun, sort of kind of learning a new format slash playing a bunch of new format while also trying to think of what am I going to play for Elims. And I think I have I have like two or three options that will all depend on points slash what's in there. But now I know what's in there. So I think I'm down to two options at this point. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I think that's probably like the first time that I this is the first time I feel like um it doesn't matter almost like I, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm, I'm like what whatever. Like whoa. I'm a little bit uh I'm a little bit jaded like like I could make a decision today and like tomorrow uh, like I will feel bad that that decision can't be used anymore, potentially, you know, so I'm probably going to wait till the wire to make any, many, make any decent decision. Cause the minute I make a decision will be the minute that the points changes come out. So maybe I guess for the sake of the leader community, I should make a decision. <laughs> I was going to say a million voices <laughs> cried out in uh, a bliss that Mike's about to make a decision. And... Yeah. <laughs> um i don't i don't normally i'm pretty i'm pretty like nailed down on a list ahead of time um or at least close to you know refining and stuff like that but i don't know this is like it, this is either so there are two scenarios right either this is like the last death throes of the current meta or it's like the wild wild west of the new meta and in either scenario like I don't find it that interesting because there's not really a good, I don't know. We, we either know what's good already, in which case it's not very interesting, or we have no idea what's good, in which case it's interesting, but you don't have any like information to really base your decisions off of outside of past metas. So yeah, I don't know. But even, okay, all right, I'm going to challenge you on this, Mike, because even with the Kashyyyk wave being available, 
you think you already know what's good and what's no points changes, not, not no erratas, just adding the, all these new units. How many units did we just name? Like at least a dozen, right? Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in my um, understanding of what a unit can do on the battlefield before I actually see a like play, frankly. I mean, you sound confident. That's that's how I would define it. Yeah. It's <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like I feel pretty confident that you know I you know I called Anakin was pretty terrible, and here we are, you know. Um, <laughs> and uh, huh. I just I I'm pretty so, confident there there will be things that those units change, but I don't think any of the things that they change are super unforeseeable. Okay, well, <laughs> what are the, what are those things? Man, this is a news segment, guys. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore, I guess. All right, all right, all right. So should we just go through the list? The news is we're challenging you. Now let's I do mean, it. The fact no. of the matter is every, every list ever is going to need some way to deal with melee threats. With Wookiees and two factions and, like, multiple ways to get them there, like, you're going you're gonna to have to deal with, you know, 12 hit point Wookiee units charging your lines consistently. I think that makes clones a lot worse, or at least clones without lightsabers. And I also think, you know, um, I, th- I think ju- just general clone gun lines are in a much worse place. Um, I think the Fluttercraft is very interesting from a um, design space standpoint. I think it, it's either not going to really change the meta or at all, or it's going to make like a clone fire support combo-y thing real. Um, it's, I, it's sort of in the, it's either gets there or it doesn't camp, sort of like the saber tank list that Mr. Tim, Tim here uh, orchestrated. Like that list is like the saber tank either makes it worth it <laughs> or it falls flat on its face, right? Um, and I think most of the time in that list, it's worth it. Um, but I think that have, remains to be seen with the Fluttercraft. Um, I think Magna Guard are gonna make it so that the full meta that is gonna play with burst of speed um, probably waters down most Jedi, depending on how many Magna Guard we see. Um, man, what other units are there? Uh, is the snail tank legal? Yep. Yep. Okay. I think we're gonna see people doing bus shenanigans with the snail tank, um, or at least trying to. Whether they're successful at it, I think will be an open question. Um, but I fully suspect CIS players will try the double bus deal with snail tanks. Again, I think it probably just does it worse. So, kind of an extension of the bus meta. Um, Yoda is pretty similar in function to Kenobi. I think he's got some neat tricks that will probably differentiate that list from a standard Kenobi star, but overall, I think it's pretty similar and probably just worse than a uh, clone gun line. Um, what else we got? Tactical droids? Spiders. Super tacks and spiders. Okay, cool. So super tactical droids, um, I expect to probably replace a lot of tactical droids, at least in lists that don't have um, Jetta Sith in them. You know, I, I could see uh, if you're running Sith, you might want to go for the regular tac droid if you're trying to save some points. But overall, I don't think those lists are going to change a ton with maybe the exception of 
um, the snipers in them getting much better because their AI will be turned off. Um, I also think that the DSD spider droid is going to make CIS gun lines. Like, I, I think the, the list that were like triple stap CIS gun, CIS things before are just going to be like, get rid of those steps. Let's take some dwarf spider droids and they're going to get a hell of a lot better. <laughs> um, just, I mean, like they no longer really, I think functionally need to bid for blue player, though they probably will. Um, and I think, but I think the amount of firepower they bring at you that um, is resilient is increased uh, by several layers of magnitude. I expect the spider droids to be a lot better than steps personally. I think I, as far as the spider droids are concerned, um, they're good at different things than steps. They will definitely, I, I expect you to see the most of the various spider droid types. I expect you to see the most ion spiders. Yeah, 100%. Um, because we're in a vehicle meta, and anytime you face an opponent with a droid trooper, which is R2D2 or a separatist player, even if they don't have vehicles, your ion's still going to be useful. Um, so I think for me, like if you're playing separatist and you're not bringing ion spiders, you're going to be pretty disadvantaged against a separatist player that is. Um, you know, you could see it a little bit like we had with the Tauntaun meta where Tauntauns, the list that Tauntauns were best against was other rebels that didn't have Tauntauns. <laughs> um, and I think it's possible you see a little bit of that with spider droids. I hope I'm wrong. No, I think uh, I, I, I don't think you're anywhere close to wrong. In fact, I think this is going to be worse. I think so too. From from um, a from a from a mirror faction mirror perspective, yeah. If you've got spiders and your separatist opponent doesn't, it's just gonna be like you're literally gonna have units that are effectively panicking every turn because they're shut down with ion tokens. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be real bad. Uh, I think so. We'll see. Um, well, I think separatist. And uh, the dwarf slider droids too. They're throwing six dice. You put the aim pro or the uh, aim programming on them. Put Kalani beside two of them, and then they're shooting six dice with two aims each with precise two. That's pretty good against anything, not just yeah, totally <laughs> yeah. right. Like it's like the ion token is just like a bonus at that point. Yeah. You know, um, they're basic. They're basically like a death trooper squad. I mean, minus a die, but they're gonna they're gonna probably roll six hits, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be really good. Um, I think out of all of the units that we just went over, I think the spider droid probably changes. The, well, maybe the the spider droid and the Wookiees are probably the most influential units, I think, that are hitting the table this wave. Um, but yeah, I mean, with all those things said, I, I still think that the meta really fundamentally doesn't change that much. Like most of those variables are already in the equation um like wookies are in rebels you know um and i think the rebel the rebel wookie lists i think are probably going to be more oppressive than the gar ones anyways yeah which is unfortunate i've been thinking a lot about wookie lists and every time i make a gar wookie list i'm like i just want this to be a rebel wookie list yeah <laughs> right well, you know i which i don't uh it kind of goes back to that. I just like wish there was like a Gar Wookiee core unit or whatever. But, um, you know, just just having to take fifty two point clones over forty point Rebel Troopers is a big big deal. 
Yeah. So all but, of that, I guess, is to say that I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how we got here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that's um, the news, folks. Right? Uh, those are those are those are the quick hits for how I feel about the what's going to happen with the current meta. Um, and yeah, we should we should actually parking lot this conversation because our main topic after skirmish is the Kashyyyk wave units. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I was interested. Yeah, got I, was like, right, I guess we're doing. I know, this now. I know. Boom, okay. nailed it. Yeah. Um. Saving we'll, time already, Kyle. We'll That's circle back because Tim's actually been playing with the physical uh, copies of said units, so I'd, I'd be interested to hear your opinion on that um, once we circle back. But let's hit let's hit skirmish real quick. It's time for Legion One Hundred and One classes in session. So, tell us, tell us what skirmish is, Tim. I, I've I'm I'm being one hundred percent honest here. I have never played a game of skirmish, not a single time. Cool. Enlighten um, me. So the, the quick elevator pitch is it's a smaller game of Legion that's 500 points played on a 3x3 three three board instead of 6x3. Um, and basically, it's a little less uh, strategically interesting, but a lot more, not a lot more, but a lot of a lot of the gun and fighting and like smashing and bashing of a regular Legion game all packed into a smaller board. So it gets very frantic very quickly. It feels, and I don't mean this to come off as a criticism of the format, but it, it feels like a little bit more of just like a pure slugfest and less less about the positioning than the full version. Yeah, like, so in a standard game of Legion, like you're doing probably three or four terms of like strategy and setup. And then it's sort of like, especially in like a game of key positions, for instance, you're doing a lot of setup, a lot of moving around each other until it all comes together at the end. Whereas in skirmish, because everything is so close together, you probably do like you deploy, then you do turn one, and then you're like in it. So your sort of overall strategy needs to be kind of complete in deployment and turn one, and then you need to just execute where your units are for the rest of the game. Um, the slightly more fun thing about it too is like in three hours you can get two games of skirmish in instead of just one game of legion. So. As, like, I've been, I, love to, I love to use skirmish for teaching new players or like I want to show a person one specific aspect of Legion. So I have a friend who I'm training as my Padawan in Legion. Like, so every time we play, I'll bring a different little archetype of list. So like, oh, I want to show you how Obi-Wan Kenobi works. So I bring it to a skirmish list and then Obi-Wan gets in, does his thing, and then we can re-rack and he can play a second game after like an hour and then we immediately, he learns, starts learning how to counter that much quicker. Whereas in standard Legion, you really can only get one game of like a practice game in, in an evening instead of like two, sometimes even three games of skirmish. I, I like that point a lot because I find, particularly when like teaching people how to play the game, you've kind of got to go through like two hours of motions before you can even like start to teach them why things they did were wrong. Or, or, you know, like, or to have their Kenobi do the cool thing, right? You know, whereas if, you, if you're playing a smaller game, you can kind of get to the meat and potatoes a little earlier. Yeah, the, the overall strategy and setup that ha- needs to happen in the first couple turns doesn't happen. So there's a lot of big strategy decisions that don't need to be made that if you make them incorrectly, you're just not going to get a good practice game in later. 
Does that cover the meat and potatoes? It does. Um, <laughs> how are, tell us sort of the more specifics about the format with like the points and the battle cards and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. So it's 500 points. Um, and it's the, there is the same battle card setup as standard games Legion. Um, the difference being that there is only four of each um, category right now. Um, so instead of the eight of each category in standard Legion, there's only four, which makes it nice for like a tournament setting. Everyone's deck is the same. So you don't really need to bid. Um, and it's just uh, sort of straight up. Everyone knows everything. It's easier to teach um, turn zero a little bit because everyone knows everything that's in turn zero. Um, there's no sort of hidden information on that point. Um, the other slight difference also, um, your army composition. So you can only have one commander, one operative, four core units, two special forces, two support, and then one heavy. So it just sort of brings all the maximums down a little bit. Also brings the minimum of the core units down a little bit. So the army composition can be a little bit different. Um, and especially like in clones, for instance, it can change your army composition because you don't have to dedicate nearly as much of your army to actual clone troopers. So you can, there's sort of different army compositions that work in skirmish that just don't work in uh, standard games of Legion. That sounds like a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, skirmish is the reason that I actually painted my uh, clone ATRTs and I just left them on the shelf as great Legion members forever and ever. Yeah, it's one of the few units in, in this game that I actually haven't purchased. <laughs> yeah, I got two, and that's exactly as many as you need for Skirmish, and there's a reason I got two for Skirmish. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. Um, yeah, and like the, the objective cards, deployment stuff, they're usually pretty analogous to cards that you find in the standard game. Um, the only one that's completely sort of out of left field, there's an elimination scenario, which is just straight up kill your enemy or defeat them in legion talk sure. um and the only we are interesting thing about that tactically is so everything counts for one point uh, destroyed except for commanders operatives and heavies they count as two points so it adds a little bit of interesting play in like turn zero. Oh, i'm i have like if you had a list that was like a commander operative two core and a heavy somehow you wouldn't want to be playing elimination because there's way more points you could be losing out of your list because of uh, the scenario. And also, I guess, um, in, I mean, that objective specifically incentivizes smaller, more powerful, or larger, more powerful units. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah, something like that. I like yeah, um, because they're harder to eliminate. Right. Exactly. Is that what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I was going for. I was like, smaller number of units generally, it sounds like, are good for that objective just because there's less stuff to shoot, right? Yeah, and it that act, that objective specifically helps keep down tamp down on like super high activation lists, um, like in skirmish tip like a I consider a typical uh, list to be about six activations. So low activations is five, high activations is seven or more. Um, you can get to eight activations pretty comfortably in some uh, like empire and uh, empire. Well, actually, Empire Rebels and Separatists can all get to eight activations pretty reliably, but then you have a bunch of really squishy units. So elimination helps keep tip, keep the tamp on that a little bit. What sort of like 
strategy considerations are different for skirmish versus uh, the normal format? Um, well, because everything is so close, you do need to be very careful of like in deployment because basically the armies can shoot at each other immediately. Um, so if you're playing a gun, gun line list, find cover um, because otherwise you could just lose your army on turn one if you deploy out in the open. Um, so you also, in that case, deployment's also very important because like in a center game of Legion, you're deploying one after each other and you can see where your enemy's deploying and that can change where you deploy. But in skirmish, it really changes it because suddenly, oh, they can shoot me from there. I need to put my other units over here. Um, it also makes like recon intel pretty powerful because those deployment zones can be pretty small. So like leaving them to find cover is pretty important. And um, this is also another place where like the new uh, droid reinforcements card could be real fun because suddenly if you're dropping four units, so if you have, it's like six, six activations, six activations, they have to put their entire army down and then you're putting your basically entire army down so you can deploy around them and like, oh, there's this one spot that if you shoot down it, it's open shot. I'm going to put my entire army down that lane. So it just opens up a different, a few different strategies kind of get amplified in uh, skirmish, um, which makes it a little bit unbalanced. Some would say uh, a different game, uh, but yeah, it just amplifies a few different uh, situations and strategies that make it a whole different beast in itself. Yeah, that super attack three pip seems kind of silly when it's half your army instead of, you know, a third of it. Well, it'd be probably more than half because you're probably, if you have a super attack, you're probably going to have a six act list, maybe seven acts. So it's going to be over half your list. <laughs> yep. <laughs> kind of silly. Yeah. Um, any other overall questions? What? I mean, what? what? Sorry, yeah, go, go ahead, Mike. No, go yeah. for it, man. I was going to just say what units are good in skirmish. Uh, assault units overall. Um, like a lot of units that if you say like unit X, it's not good because it can't get there. Well, it's getting there because it's already there in skirmish. So like flamethrower units, um, like fleet troopers with heavies, um, super or B2 battle droids are kind of nuts. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, those are normally good. Like, <laughs> Yeah, if a, a, an assault unit that's already good is usually amplified, and like assault units that, oh, it can't get there, well, they get playable. Um, and then units that want to stay afar generally go down a lot in value. Like strike teams are still cheap activations, but generally they can be shot by any other unit. They don't have the safety of being way behind your lines. So it's just a detractor on them. Um, I, I really like flamethrowers for skirmish because you don't see them nearly as often in uh, regular games and you just run up and flame stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, we used to see them all the time. Um, unfortunately, that's not really a thing anymore. The times they have changed. Yeah, they have. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably my favorite two units, and that's the list that I'm going to bring to the skirmish, or skirmish tournament is uh, in skirmish is clone ATRTs and Wookiees because the clone ATRT. So I sort of did a bunch of calculations slash writing people around on TTS with the clone ATRT. If you deploy it as close to your enemy's objective as possible, scout one, and then do a speed to move 
you're in range one of their deployment zone on every single deployment in Skirmish. <laughs> so a deploy, scout, move, shoot is always possible. Um, and clone ATRTs on top of that also just have a good rocket launcher on board. So they, between Wookiee bowcasters and clone ATRTs, you can deal with pretty much any armor in the game. So it's not like a huge downside to give them a flamethrower, A, because it's going to be in range really fast, but also be unlike the Rebel Trooper version, uh, they have a very capable secondary weapon at range. Precisely. Yeah. If you just need to, if you end up being deciding that you just want to sit back and shoot from afar, well, now you have two pierce weapons, two naked squads that whatever, and then two RTs that can still force saves. That's pretty good. Should do you want me to go th just through some sample lists that I've put together? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Cool. I'll try to. There's a bunch. I wrote an article about skirmish, so that's obviously on the blog. So a bunch of, or I'll try to cover the list I'm running and then one other one I came up with since. That's a good idea. They're both Republic, but it's okay. <laughs> best faction is best faction, you know. Yeah. So. Actually, I'll do the one that... Oh, no, I'll do this one first because I have to build the other one I get in my head. Okay, so the one I'm bringing, so to my co-patriots in Winnipeg, you can come, let's scout. Um, two ATRTs with flamethrowers, flame nothing else. Um, one unit of Wookiee Warriors with a bowcaster, offensive push, tenacity, and recon intel. Two naked phase ones because you have to bring them. And then a Wookiee chieftain with vigilance, seize the initiative, tenacity, recon intel. And then the command cards are just the three generic, uh, like ambush, push, salts, and then the three Wookiee cards, which I will not try to pronounce. <laughs> I would like to hear you try and I, I had to do this on our cast, so let's hear your. Oh, it's already okay. been it's already been tried, so yeah. I'm gonna just stay out of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the one consideration you could make for this list is dropping a bowcaster to a battle shield, because then you could put a comms jammer on a ATRT, but. I want the bowcaster because it's fun. And I have one painted. <laughs> That's um, important. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. I, so I played this list. I've played this list twice in person now. The difference between the new Wookiee sculpts and the old Wookiee sculpts, visually, pretty similar. When you're moving around the table, much more weight than the originals. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, because they're solid plastic, mm. whereas the new ones are hollow because they're hard plastic. So my ability to just knock them over was pretty high. So because they're very top heavy. Put washers on those bases. Yeah. I yeah, it's or just nickels. That's my favorite. There's five cents a model. Oh well. Wow, this guy's rich over here just throwing <laughs> nickels on his <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't have pennies anymore because we got rid of them. What a weird <sighs> fanciful country you live in. <laughs> um okay just give me a second because i gotta rebuild this list because it was actually really good while you're doing that how, how like what is the size comparison on the new wookie models versus the old ones uh pretty similar the new ones are a little bit beefier um just because they're poses but like on the table like no difference so like if you're worried about oh, I have a bunch of old Wookiees. Should I get all new sculpts so they don't look different? 
don't because it's all the same basically which yeah, is nice the only reason that you'd want to get a bunch of new wookies is if you want the new i guess you you need the cards right yeah there's the cards and like so if if you're a person who isn't worried about cards you really only need two boxes of new wookies because uh each box can make two of each heavy weapon so if you get two boxes you'll have more than enough sculpts for all the heavy weapons you could need in any combination so that like that's what i did i had a unit of old wookies like one box of old wookies so i just got two boxes of new wookies and then I now have sculpts for anything. Gotcha. That's a good tip. Because I'm not going to lie. I am seriously considering getting some Gar Wookiees, primarily for the sculpts, but also because then I could run a Gar Wookiee list. Can we talk about just real quick? <laughs> I think we, ha- we had a conversation on this podcast probably no less than three months ago but maybe a little bit farther than three months. And I, I, re- I recall Kyle saying something to the effect of, I've played Empire, I've played Rebels, I've played Separatists. You know what is too much for me? A fourth faction. I do remember I, that. I just, I just want to wanna really put the <laughs> nose to the grindstone here. Kyle, are you saying you're going to get a fourth faction? I mean, it's, it's not really a fourth faction if they're just cross-faction units, right? I mean, it depends. I'll I'll make a math joke here. You can, Kyle's max amount of amount of factions is just X minus one, where X is the total number of factions in the game. (laughs) There we go. There we go. So as soon as Shadow Collective comes out, so here's the thing though. He's totally going to play Shadow Collective. Yeah, 100%. So so I I mean, I'm not sure how long that formula is going to hold true, (laughs) but... Um, I'm willing to wager it's it's probably it's X minus one or greater. <laughs> oh, there there you go. There's the <laughs> greater minimum, than or equal to X minimum X minus one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're just buying the wikis, it's not like. I guess you need some phase ones too, don't you? Technically, you need yeah, you need three phase ones. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Can you run the wiki chieftain from the wiki box? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, ju- I made, I just made three bowcasters because the bowcaster model and the chieftain are the same sculpt. You just okay. can add a few things. Like that's where you add like this back swords on the back to dignify them. But, but you can make both, right? Like you, yeah, you don't have to choose. Yeah. So out of one box. So like if you have one box, you can make a bowcaster and a chieftain. And if you get two boxes, you can make three bowcasters and a chieftain. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can make... Yeah, so it's once you see the... Oh, out, like, once you get the spread and see all how all the instructions, it makes a lot more sense. Mm. Um, but basically, each, like, each body of a Wookiee has a, like, standard guy option and a heavy weapon option. And then there's... So there's three different bodies... And then just duplicates of those bodies. So you get six bodies total, but only three unique bodies. And then you put the arms and the head on it to make it unique. So, yeah, we're getting very much in the games workshop territory here, right? Where love it. I'm loving yeah. it. I know. I love it. 
You Jay Jay says same. Wow, I, th- yeah. I thought you were gonna say the opposite. Good. No, 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 no. I, I we've had over the last couple of weeks. Well, listen, I like the options. I did like the softer plastic based on dropping. Uh, you know and storing and keeping they they you know harder plastics tend to get a little chippy the 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 one funny thing though is gw is like with their new stormcast line is all one monopose miniatures (laughs) yeah the new the new i don't know about the orcs but all the stormcast like of the dominion box is like there's a few options but it's not posable oh that's horrible (laughs) well so I don't I don't know if this is true uh, of the 40k stuff, but I'm pretty sure a lot of the the intro boxes for 40k, at least a few of them were also single post. Yeah. So the 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 Dominion box, which is the intro box, is that. But I got one of the new uh, like individual like it's a chariot that it comes as itself, and it also was like basically monopose. Interesting. So, and then like. Maybe they're just making a few of the intro units monopose, but yeah, it was. I'm like, I'm kind of okay with it because I assembled a bunch of temple guard and was ready to lose my fingers because of how stabbed I got. But yeah, it was. <laughs> they're kind of doing a opposite directions right now between uh, AMG and GW. Well, I do think to some extent, not to go too far off topic here. Um, <laughs> They're kind of they're, they they need to reach in opposite directions, right? Like Games Workshop very much needs to cater more yeah. towards the audience that like Legion caters to, and Legion wants to also cater towards like they're reaching towards each other's audiences. I think is a little bit of what's going on there. Turns out, I think most miniatures people like a like model that is fairly easy to put together, but has a few options. Uh, like I think that's a pretty good standard that most of the companies are trying to reach to. It's like, yeah, yeah. oh, we'll give you a body and it goes together in two pieces, and then you have like three different heads you can put on it. Yeah, I mean, I just I remember like all my Space Marine kits, man. They're so awesome. Like just mm-hmm. from like a, they're not super complicated, but there's so many different poses and stuff you can put all the Space Marines in and. All the kits are interchangeable, so you can kit bash very easily. I know Jay, you talked about that on I think TFT uh, yep. a couple of weeks back, but um, yeah, I wish I definitely wish like clone troopers were kit bashable to some extent. You know, that would I just be... wish they, I just wish they had ball sockets, like or at least yeah. a few of them. Like even just if it were like the unit leaders and like one or two guys had ball sockets, so at least you can make the unit leaders. You know, like, individualized. I... I agreed with you for a half second there, but I want to take that back because <laughs> looking back on it, I remember having to hold those ball sockets in place for so long because they don't just like, it's not like the, you oh, know, the models I've, we have now where you just plug them in and they like kind of yeah. stay, you know, you gotta, you gotta hold a 40 K model. I, I, I've gotten, I have my techniques. So I just like, I have a few different containers that are all like slightly different heights so I like put it together, put the arm where I want it, and then just rest it on the container at whatever height it needs to be. Leave it for about a minute, and then it's done. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. I uh, it's been it's been like five years since I put together a Warhammer model. So uh, Warhammer is my it's it's fun. <laughs> it's your it's your side piece. Whoa, he was going to say well, something really well, strong there. He forgot he was on a Legion podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> I, what, what, I, what, what's forty k? 
No, not 40K. My what? AOS. Oh, Warhammer? AOS? Yeah. Oh, all right. What's, yeah. what's AOS? Well, what a- the funny thing is Legion was my side piece and it's become the uh, the main piece. And now <laughs> AOS is the the uh, X that won't stop, to, won't stop calling. Um. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So I got I to gotta ask. Uh, so um, just for our, our viewers at home that may not be familiar with the Warhammer universe uh, or what's going on with the rule sets. So 40K has this cool rule set called Crusade that um, I really want to get into. Um, it's like a narrative thing where you get to like build your army and it changes over time and stuff. Does, does Sigmar have something like that? Sigmar has Path to Glory, which okay. I admission I have never actually played it. But as far as like each battle tome slash codex um, comes with its own path of glory rules and stuff. And like, so you like choose a hero and they upgrade and stuff. Um, and I know there's a f- people that do play it religiously, but uh, I've, I, don't, I don't know too much about it because I don't partake. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to look into it. It's, it's my speed for sure. Um, so I definitely, uh, I'm into that sort of thing. So I, w- I was curious because I couldn't find anything online about like Age of Sigmar Crusade and I figured it was probably called something yeah. else. You know? Yeah, well, it's probably also garbled because there's a whole new book coming out that's the Dawnbringer Crusades, but that's a battle tome, not a campaign or anything. So is a, is a battle tome a codex just yeah. for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> sa- sa- same, sa- same thing, different words. Yep. And for those of you at home that don't know what a codex is, um, unlike our friends here at... Uh, Asmodee uh, Games Workshop does not give you rules for free. Uh, <laughs> you've got to buy $50 books for every faction you have. And for some, you got to buy multiple. So for instance, my you know Space this... Wolves, I've got a $50 Space Marine Codex in addition to the $50 rule book. And then I have the Space Wolves Codex Supplement book, which is like another $35 yeah. or something. You know, the thing I've been into, so I'm getting into Kill Team. And uh, the sneaky thing they're doing now is in order to sell their White Dwarf magazines, they're putting the kill teams in the magazine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 So they're, they're putting, now that when they have, when, now like between AOS and AOS 3, there's a bunch of errata. A lot of the errata is going in White Dwarf for AOS. So as much <laughs> yeah. as that, that, that kind of feels a little, mm-hmm, I love the concept of White Dwarf. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, um, if I was super into Warhammer, I would consider a White Dwarf subscription, but I, I just don't play it enough to make it worth it, you know? Yeah. I used um, to have one. I mean, a White Dwarf awesome. subscription? Yeah. I, yeah. I dig the, the concept also. Yeah. Uh, for a while, they kind of got away from it, but they're, they're back to it being like, there's tons of interesting hobby stuff in there. Anyway, this is not a White Dwarf <laughs> advertisement. Paying for my GW. Um, They've they've made it. Do you know every almost every episode of the Fifth Trooper podcast this season we've talked about GW as well. Oh, oh. So it's because Evan well, and I are playing Kill Team. You know, I'm so. sure they'll send us a check or something. Yeah. Um, you know, when when our community is getting as much outreach from the Warhammer uh, devs as the yeah. AMG was. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we almost made it. Uh, we almost made it. We, were, um, we had a good run there, Kyle. We didn't, we didn't say anything. Here we are. Um, Timbo, you, Tim, Timbo. See, I did it. Oh, I almost did, did it. it. Um, Tim, uh, you have have you found that skirmish list you were trying yeah. to? to I, it, the, it took me all like I had to build it, but it took me all of thirty seconds to do. So this entire time, I've been 
<laughs> had it ready. Just listen to the Warhams talk. Anyway, so this is a list that came out of teaching a Padawan what Force users can do, um, which ended up being slicing a bunch of snow troopers and Iden in half. But that's an aside. <laughs> so it's Obi-Wan Kenobi with Force Push, Force Barrier, Vigilance, and Tenacity. The training slot in Obi-Wan is kind of your own taste. I'm a Tenacity boy because I like my Obi-Wan to have some punch. Um, although in this game, he didn't take any wounds. So got to... <laughs> so didn't need it. Woohoo. Anyway, so then Obi-Wan, Phase 1 Clone Troopers with Fives and a Phase 1 Clone Specialist um, because the six-man Fives unit is quite a drug. Throwing uh, eight black dice is fun. Uh, and then a Phase 2 with a Z6... Uh, one, I should say Z6, because I am Canadian. Whoops. Um, phase one clone troopers, just naked. And then arc trooper strike team with a sniper. So that's five activations, 500 points. And basically it's one to two turns of sitting back shooting. And then Obi-Wan goes ham and just jumps into the middle of the board and starts killing things. So, and that's like a pretty good archetype for skirmish. If you want to play like force user list is like, force user with like two or three shooty units shoot for the first turn or two and then jump into the middle and start cutting things because hmm. especially everything is so close together if you can find a piece of like los blocking terrain that's like a quarter of the way up the board you can get all the way into their deployment zone with like three moves so it's pretty easy to get your force user into melee there yeah, I, I think, it, you know, um, just the you want to get in there early for a variety of reasons. But I mean, the fact that you lose a turn, I think, is a big one, right? Yeah, like in more normal Legion, you kind of want your force user, if, you're, if you want to be hitting things with them, you want them to start hitting things like turn three. But in Skirmish, that's actually turn two because there's not a sixth turn. Mm. So that's a bit of a paradigm shift um, that... I've seen a few times like in watching a few skirmish games where people who are way more used to standard Legion kind of feel rushed at the end. Like they're like slow rolling towards the objective for turn six, but turn mm. six doesn't exist. Mm. So when you're sort of counting your moves to get to objective and stuff, you, you're losing two moves off the end. So you just got to sort of shift everything and turn ahead in your mind. That's super helpful because I'm always like a... <laughs> late objective contester yeah so i would be definitely one of those people where i had to play a skirmish game yeah um like breach is the basically the breakthrough objective and it's always like oh it's turn three i'm five moves from the deployment zone it's like well actually i need like two turns of double moving <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a pretty big difference i think just in in timing and figuring out where you're at yeah um, and then, like I said, like arc strike. So, like this is a good example. The arc strike team, arcs are really good. But in skirmish, you can just any unit can really reach out and touch it. So trying to keep them safe is not easy. Um, so yeah, it's always seems like strike teams in general would be pretty bad in skirmish. I I like rebel and uh, imperial strike teams especially because of white saves. Um, so basically, unless you're just going for a ton of acts, I wouldn't bring them. But like BXs and arcs at least have that red save. Um, so, I mean, 
Uh, Sabs probably get a lot better though, right? Yeah, it's a <laughs> yes, but will be my answer. <laughs> yes, yes, they get better, but you also lose the setup phase in a way. Like sa- like I think in my head at least, Sabs, you want to like get up the board quick and then start throwing things before the battle like truly engages. Sure. Whereas in skirmish, the battle engages immediately. So if you're someone who's going to use Sabs like in a firefight right, where you, like, run up, throw things at things that are already shooting, cool, but if you're trying to, you can't, there's not really enough time to, like, run up, throw some bombs, and then fall back and blow them up, as well as you're limited to two special forces, so you can only bring two sabotage squads, where, so, you can't really have a one team that, like, stays back hidden to, like, hold the detonator, mm. so, so, yeah, it's a, they're, they're different, the like typical sabotage, like the typical sab units, I think you can't run them the same way. In the same breath, like Sabine gets really fun. <laughs> turn turn one explosions, anyone? <laughs> well, one what get one game what I did with Sabine is I uh, turn one jump rope on a rock gunslinger. Turn two uh, gunslinger throw bombs jump down or moved it that sort of moved to the back of the rock. So I killed four bodies with her guns and then blew up the enemy's army on in the first two activations of her game. <laughs> Seems pretty yeah, good. Sounds gross. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's things like that that like it makes and it's it makes skirmish just this like you have to sort of have a little bit of a different mindset, both in strategic but also just in like there's less units, there's less things on the table. A few bad dice rolls in a standard gaming legion can lose you a game, but a few bad dice rolls and skirmish can like really lose you a game yeah. <laughs> it feels i mean clearly there are a lot of similarities here but it feels closer to x-wing i feel like um yeah i've i've never played x-wing so i sure. cannot comment so much but in what i have seen of x-wing i would say kind of yeah it you're engaged immediately it's a dog fight have fun <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the few games that I've played, you know, Evan and I, I think we played it right as soon as the rules came out. We might have done a stream. It's probably on our YouTube channel. Uh, and I think I, it completely changes the dynamics, right? And and Tim, you're right. Like when you think about standard Legion game, you're kind of waiting to the end for these like you know objective runs. But with with skirmish, yeah, you're right in the mix early on. And I think I brought like a Vader do backlist double do backlist which was just ridiculous in skirmish it was just crushing things um and so you know before bursts of speed and whatever potential changes vader's gonna have it made vader feel like vader you know because he was like in it and killing things within you know by turn two which was really nice yeah yeah they like just like i was saying like assault units the units that like they're not good because they can't get there well Vader, um, but burst of speed Vader in skirmish is also going to be fun. I think burst of speed on any force user in skirmish <laughs> is going to be kind of stupid. Yeah, <laughs> just like turn one. Hello, how are you? Hello, turn one burst of speed Obi Wan into hello there. Literally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's tons of tons of crazy things you can do. Um, did that, did you have any more questions about skirmish? Because I'm terrible at answering questions or not answering questions and just talking sometimes. <laughs> That's good. 
Tim, this, yeah, is, you've been, this is a you've podcast. Been we talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, objective <laughs> do. complete. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it sounds fun. I'll definitely have to try it sometime. Um, the two games in a short time period thing is appealing to me because uh, yeah. I have relatively limited Legion time available. So it's also like if you, especially if you're playing against someone who's also is like, we're going to play games quick and we're going to get through them. I could easily see you doing like three games in a like three and a half, four hour time frame. Um, yeah, I definitely think, yeah, I think it could be good for like, um, like for veteran players to just like uh, get like significant reps in with like force users and figure out how to actually use them and stuff. Like when to take standbys, when not to take standbys and um things like that most of the concepts still apply even though it's less punishing if you mess up it it's also especially just a good place to practice melee just in general because like in a standard game melee may or may not happen whereas in like if you want to practice melee and like melee ordering and stuff the skirmish is the place to go because things are going to be in melee yeah, and, and I think that that's a really important thing to point out, specifically in when we're talking about like competitive Legion generally. Um, if, if you asked, I think, most people that play the game of Legion um, that maybe don't use melee units a ton and are not used to using melee as a, units a ton, how often their units should be like meleeing each other during a game, it'd be very small. But I think a lot of the competitive Legion players like understand that melee is a tool to prevent your opponent from moving right um in a lot of, or interacting with an objective or things like that and i think that this might be a good arena to kind of learn the ins and outs of of those intricacies of you know just like me- melee just kind of like seeing melee options on the table um yeah it sounds like it's it's also like it's speaking of veteran players too it's also a good time like a lot of people who are very competitive sometimes like struggle to have a little bit of fun casual games of legion because <laughs> your your mind like what I, what I mean that like just show up at a store and like i don't really care i'm just gonna throw some throw some models around throw some dice if you're playing skirmish i found it lets my like because it's a different frame of reference you can sort of try to get your like it's easier to like <laughs> have a more casual game um just because it's not the thing you're practicing for worlds for, for instance. Yeah, I get that. I, um, I, one of the things like when I'm playing like an 800 point game of Legion, I'm, I'm kind of like always on because I don't want to like form a bad habit, you know? Um, and so like a format where you can just kind of like throw your stuff on the table and roll some dice that has some appeal. God, I am never worried about that. <laughs> i was like thinking about that when you said that i'm like that is literally never on my mind <laughs> I'm, with you. I'm with you mike yeah i just you know when, when i play any 100 point game of legion i just like i i don't unless i'm like innovating i'm like gonna intentionally not make moves that i think are suboptimal whereas like in a skirmish game, I could see me just like YOLOing, you know. Well, and also that, when you when you—that's how I play. I understand. 
I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to be sensitive. <laughs> but when you build up to a move for two and a half hours, like, so it's like, and like last turn making these moves, if you've built up to it for two and a half hours versus building up to it for like 45 minutes to an hour, there's a lot like making a mistake in the final turn doesn't feel nearly as bad <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i guess that was sort of what i was talking about before with like you know you can you can kind of like throw your force users in and kind of start feeling the reps and in understanding the complexities of those situations without the two hours of jockeying for position that that yeah. happened before before the the big cinematic moment you know um because i do think that that's a nice thing about legion is that they're almost always the big cinematic moment if if you're playing like legion properly it's just a question of when it happens yeah yeah and you know especially with something like a force user where your margin for error is super low um like you can it kind of can ruin your practice if you make one mistake and you just spent three hours and then you make one mistake that leaves them out two sheets to the wind for a couple of activations and they get shot and die <laughs> you know like you learned the lesson on that one mistake but it took three hours to learn it or you could have learned it twice or even three times in the same time period doing skirmish with re-racks basically like you said so yeah yep nice well i pretty much black lined this entire t47 um I'm going to be honest i'm such a hobby noob i don't even know what you mean by black lined is this i Wow, this is not good with the... You see the, the black lines in there? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, That's the so hard like, way to do it. <laughs> what's it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I did I did use a wash to do it, so that makes it a little oh, bit easier. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. That's... Um, but yeah, you still have to like... Especially like this is white. This is going to be a white T47. Um, so not very much. So, so let me ask you that. this. Did you... Not to get super off topic here, but did you... Uh, did you like base coat that before you did the black lining? I did, yeah. So if you look, um, sorry, this is kind of horrible with the background thing, but um, you see how there's like a slightly different, uh, like the white is more, um, it's more white near the edges yep. of the T47 and it's less white like in the center near the back. Is that because it's like about to crash? Um, no, so when you're, uh, yeah, it's about to crash. I see what you did there. Um, when you're doing uh, uh, like here, here we go. This is better. Here we go. That's no, worse. No, no that's considerably <laughs> that worse. Is worse. For those of you listening to the audio-only version of this podcast, okay, this there is we go. Real interesting. You can see my messy. Um, sorry. Um, this is <laughs> impromptu hobby segment, Jay. Um. So if you if you paint a vehicle with an airbrush where you can like easily do a gradient, um, you want the lighter color. There's basically two ways you can do it. Um, you can either choose like a focus area, which on like a tank or something, that's going to be like the front of the turret. And you can sort of push the colors towards that area where it's like lighter near the turret and it's darker away from the turret, if that makes sense. And then for something like this, which is, you know, a T47 is literally just like a wedge. Um, you want the lighter colors to be cl closer to the front and the edges of it. And then the darker colors toward the back, because it gives like the visual uh, appearance of movement. If that makes sense. So like it's crashing, like it's crashing or like it's flying heroically, <laughs> Mike. Um, 
and that's super easy to do with an airbrush because an airbrush gives you like um you know it's it's essentially like auto gradient <laughs> um use a couple different uh colors but um basically like i just did like i base coated it black and then i did gray over it leaving some of the areas near the back slightly more black than gray and then i did the white on the edges of it and that's it and if you're using an airbrush it does that like fade for you sort of automatically um it's not quite the right term because you still need to like finagle it with the trigger and all that but it's a lot easier than you know to do blending or any craziness like that so yeah makes painting vehicles that way ridiculously easy this is a similar technique they use on the Disney castle to make it look taller. Oh, interesting. So it's actually short, but people don't realize that when they get up to it, it looks much taller because of the way they paint it. And also the floor heights as the, mm-hmm. you go up and high, like the windows at the top are very small. Yeah. Um, just to give aspect ratio. Interesting. It's an optical illusion. Yeah. Isn't everything in life really? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I've, I'm googling pictures of it right now. Yeah, I'm genuinely <laughs> curious. Um, while we're doing that, Tim, you want to tell us about the sheep units that you actually put on the table? Uh, yeah. Um, what did I put on the table? I have put. Um, well, so the the only ones I've put on the table in real life so far are the Wookies in the Republic. Um, so. The Wookiees in uh, uh, the Republic are pretty similar to the Rebel ones. I've also actually I've also run the new sh- uh, like shooting Wookiees in Rebels, um, but that was proxying a little bit back in the day. But um, love them both. Um, turns out if you put uh, a bunch of shooting Wookiees with targeting scopes, offensive pushes, and buses together, uh, it gets good real quick. <laughs> gross. That's gross. <laughs> yeah let's shoot eight dice with two aims and precise one and you can even do three aims if you do two buses and force like four to five saves with pierce one gets real fun um so that's that's a thing um the wookies in republic are interesting um in regular games as like a one of melee threat like dealing with a melee threat for on the cheap um, which we're probably going to have to start doing. So there's that. Um, but my sort of favorite character that I like, the, the chieftain himself. So he, I, I, I knew, like, he seemed good, but then I actually ran him and went, oh, he feels a lot better than I thought. Because um, he's, so he's, he's a single model. He can throw four black dice with a surge to hit with his bowcaster. And he has Agile 1. And the Agile 1 is what made him feel really fun because you sort of run him up with the Wookiees and it's like, oh, do I shoot this Wookiee squad with 12 wounds or this Wookiee Chieftain with 7? He doesn't degrade at all. And he also has one to two dodges. And on like the Wookiee 2 pip turn, he's going to have like three to four dodges. (laughs) So it sort of adds another threat. And he can also like his, his... Saber swing, it's like his swords are double rainbow. So you throw tenacity on there and suddenly he's three red, two black, two white. He's going to have an aim probably and then duelist. So <laughs> yeah, he basically punches an ATST, uh, a dice pool. 
Well, it's it's Obi Wan's lightsaber with <laughs> one less Pierce value. That's an accurate way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> and he has scale and stuff. So, and because he's a single mini, he can do the like force user thing of like hiding behind small rocks instead of like a whole unit. Mm. Like he, it's like, oh, this side of the table, I can't hide a whole unit of Wookies, but I can hide a single model. So I'll run the chieftain up this side and the full unit up this side, so they can both stay hidden on their approach. Yeah, um, sounds good. I also want to try Chewbacca in uh, Republic. Um, I was thinking that because Chewbacca is cheaper than the Chieftain, which is interesting. But now that I've played, because I played Chewie in Rebels, and now that I've played the Chieftain, I actually understand the price difference now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like a thing that I couldn't because Chewie has two more wounds, but those dodges are doing money for you. Mm. That's the yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I mean, those dodges are effectively like wounds. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, basically, you just know like he's gonna move, shoot, or move, move, or whatever. So you're, oh, and he has, a, I think, vigilance is a pretty much auto take on him, so that he's gonna pretty reliably have one to two dodges on him at any given time, so that him getting one shot is pretty impossible unless it's like a clone fire support. Um. And then even he should probably be able to stand up to like two or three shots, even if he's sort of like not out in the open, but like in heavy cut. Like if he steps out to shoot, he should be able to take a few shots back pretty easily. So. I dig that. I um, <laughs> I, 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 I want to run like a, like a clone Wookiee list pretty badly, but I, I, at the end of, I always am like, all right, Wookiee Chieftain, Chewbacca, let's throw some like, triple wookie warriors in here and i get to the core units and i'm like i don't want to take any of this yeah yeah because you're basically talking about i've i've spitballed lists like this since i'm playing republic for elims and it's essentially you know those wookie units you mentioned and then you got to take like four phase ones and r2 and you're like i just want to take more wikis but i can't (laughs) and when you're taking four phase ones all those tokens like you have a token sharing battery going, but nothing to spend those tokens. <laughs> right. So it's like it's like 150. You basically have a 156 point battery no matter what. So you either then spend the remaining 650 points on things that use the battery, or don't. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I guess you could like give them like electro binoculars or portable scanners, but then they start getting expensive. Yeah, and they're already kind of expensive, frankly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My my biggest wish for Gar is a like forty five point Rebel Trooper, because then you could just run the things in Gar that aren't clone troopers without with a slightly cheaper core thing. Yeah. yeah, I could dig that. I definitely would like to see like a, you know, if we like a like a Wookiee unit that has like a B2 esque profile, maybe would be okay. You know, doesn't need charge. Maybe maybe it's like Wookiee civilians. You know, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. Is that Whatever. a thing? Do do those exist? I have no idea. I'm just like <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I, I kind of picture like all Wookies as being fully capable of ripping your arms off. 
and are picking up a bowcaster and shooting. Well, it's just because they have the name just because it's a civilian yeah, yeah, doesn't I mean they're not lethal. That's why they're still as good as B2, you know? Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Wookiee Militia, maybe. How there you that? go. Wookiee Militia instead yeah. of Wookiee Warrior. Um, <laughs> Wookiee Redneck. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for the republic wikis i hope that a republic wiki list is a thing and it's not just like well the best way to use wikis is just as a one of and a rex list um which might very well be the case i could see i mean there's some really interesting uses of take that clankers with those ranged wikis <laughs> i actually um, i saw some of that uh well, i don't know what exactly it was but it was actually kind of cool it was you know it was, it was I mean, cool you can essentially like slot in the ranged Wookiees into a Rex star like you would with an arc star uh, instead of arc strikes. And then they're also not bad in melee. So, you know, call me captain plus Wookiees um, as a melee counter. Not bad. So. Yeah. Like I use in my sort of rebel shooty Wooks list. I, my, my, my melee counter was the shooty Wooks and Oh, I have four losers in my list. Well, I'm just going to surround them with 24 wounds of Wookiees and just <laughs> keep bopping them on the head until they finally die. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, it's a, it's a thing. All right, you guys got any other thoughts? Sorry, I'm in the middle of building the Clone Captain Rex Wookiee Warriors list. <laughs> I, I posted like five of them in our chat over the last week yeah i yep. was busy shipping stormtide okay that's fair yeah <laughs> yeah kyle i'm just saying Let's scroll scroll back up you know the uh me and uh mike here we're talking about uh fives like oh 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 just timbo him. Well, you guys were talking about fives, but I guess that's over. So I, mean, I actually wasn't sure where he was going with that. Um, I'm know. back. Sorry. Oh, okay. Hey, there he is. There not he is. by video. He's not. Just hey, still frozen. Oh, there, yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Hey. All right. So you were saying something about uh, us talking about fives. Yeah. So the six man fives unit is a drug. Uh, and part of the joke for me now is uh, you. Uh, get a uh, clone aim battery going which won't be a thing soon but then you run a six man fives unit into melee with for instance darth vader and guarantee yourself six hits and then do it again the next turn and then fire support it with call me captain because why not <laughs> if you have rex then yeah yeah <laughs> but it's it's a thing i've i've dealt with a few darth vaders in my line by just running up to him and hitting him in the head multiple times yeah i mean i you know, just clones with aim tokens are still pretty good in melee. <laughs> you know, yeah. at least for now. Um, yeah. For now, that strategy. Will... Yeah, I guess. Have we talked? Did we talk about that last episode? We did. Okay, maybe yep. two episodes ago, but we did talk about it. Yeah. You mean the token sharing thing that they? Yeah, 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 yeah. We got it. Yeah, we did. So, is I know there are some Invader League announcements that I think I missed, maybe today or yesterday um or is token sharing is token no. sharing dead for invader league no 
the the only changes in Invader League, unless the ROG drops, is the turn zero deployment stuff. Okay. Like a red player choose uh, four cards and red player chooses side. You know, what I was thinking about just as a last topic here. Sure. I was thinking about Tauntauns a lot lately. And okay. I think they're still really good. And I think we just forgot about them because, you know, other things. And so the other day I was building the list. This list is ridiculous, but I wanted to say it out loud because I think it may be interesting. So you have Leia. You have three naked rebel troopers. You have two Tauntaun riders with tenacity and HQ uplinks. You have three Wookiee warriors and an AA5 speeder truck with reckless driver, backworld medic, unorthodox tactician, the quad laser and HQ uplink. And so basically the idea would be you just maybe put one of the Wookiees in the bus, have the other ones fall up behind it, get in cover from it, and then have the Tauntauns flank and just like basically move a majority of your army into your opponent's lines and just be like, all right, deal with this. And then have the bus be shooting things and healing things while it's in there. I, yeah. I, I actually make, think you make the list slightly more degenerate. Just take a rebel officer instead of Leia and take R2 and put him in the bus to get secret mission. There you go. <laughs> you could do that. I, I really liked the idea of uh, the No Time for Sorrows turn with with Leia and the Wookiees yeah. and, and the you know get that extra move or something, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Too. It, I, I no time for stars also lost a little bit of value because they changed like you don't get dodge tokens on the Tauntauns with it anymore, hmm. so it lost a little bit of its luster there. Yeah, with the agile, yeah. agile change. Yeah, I do like the extra movement though, like oh, especially yeah. sure. if you're trying to get five basically five units in the melee. Well, you know, one of them may be on the bus, so four, but four units in the melee, and you're like, you know what? Here's an extra move, pal. I mean, you can also, like, I, I, when, uh, whatever the points, various things were dropped, um, I immediately put together three Tauntauns, three Wookiees, and sent it to my team's group chat because it's, uh, it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Running six units of fur at your opponent and saying, deal with it, could yeah. be good. I mean, you, you faced that in round robin, didn't you, Mike? Triple wiki, triple tauntaun. Um, <laughs> you, you caught me looking up Path to Glory rules. Uh, <laughs> 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 Everybody's uh, just phoning it in on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I, I was like half listening because I was I was reading about Path of Glory. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, I did. I I actually I dropped a game to it. I mean, like I said, you know, I was playing Kenobi Star. It's only nine activations. Uh, that list just hits the W button, you know, and um, sometimes it just runs you. I, honestly, here's the thing. Like melee Wookiees with Pierce are just really good against clones. Mm. Like that's that's I there's not once they get in there. Um, and the issue with Kenobi over Rex is that you lose a turn of shooting at them before they hit you. Um, unfortunately, well, so. And Kenobi himself doesn't throw enough dice to deal with that many wounds. Yeah, call me captain is a much better answer. 
um, than anything Kenobi's really got going on from a dealing dealing with sheer volume. So, yeah, you know, what do you do? Happens. I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna play Kenobi for Elims. That much I do know. <laughs> um, as much as I would love to. All right, well, gentlemen, you have any final thoughts? No. Hopefully, what are we going to call this episode? I'm. I, we can't. We can't call it like points update. You know, I don't know. Wall of fur. Wall of fur. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. All right. We'll see. Uh, we'll think of something. Yeah, something we'll think bookies. of something. Um. No, I don't have anything else though. Chewie is my co-pilot. Right there. You know, that was apt. Yeah. Um, yeah, good luck to everyone in uh at going to SoCal and um invader. Yeah, Elims, yeah have so. fun. Have fun there. It's good. Real tournaments are good. So have a good time, everyone. <laughs> you said that was such enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> Winding it down, buddy. Been a long day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. how about we close it out then? Uh, we are the notorious scoundrels of Kyle. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. I'm Tim. <laughs> Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>